Seriously, let's let's start the show. Dave, Dave, knock it off. Let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Whiskey Sippers Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Steve. And this week we are going to be covering electronic music. Electronic music. Yes. Ooh. Techno. Techno. House. Trance. Jinx, hold me a bottle. Oh, you see what we did there. <laughs> oh, that was so nice. That was very exciting. <laughs> I'm so ready for the hiding of the oh, pickle. I need, I, need, I need new friends. <laughs> oh, God. New friend. New friend. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, metal. Uh, not metal. <laughs> we did metal already. <laughs> Jesus. That was last week. That was last was week. It? Was it last week? I think it was last well, week. Well, this week. Yeah, last we week are, was metal, yeah. yeah. We are going into... The genre, the genery mm-hmm. of electronic music. Genries. Yeah. Okay. Which I have learned because I've done my due diligence and looked things up. You've done watched your, some videos done and your doo doo. Jammed out. Mm-hmm. Very loud speakers, a lot of bass, mm-hmm. a lot of dancing mm-hmm. by myself in the dark with strobe lights. <laughs> doing drugs. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's different, different thinking, genre. Yeah. Sorry, no yeah. Courtney Cox here. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, and I had my sunglasses on at night. So you can, so you can, huh? Wear your sunglasses at night. So, yeah. so I can, so I can. Never mind. It's the song. And I'm. You made you it. Said I, unrec- my, I, I wore, know, but you made it unrecognizable. I spoke it. I didn't sing it. Well, There's that's the difference. problem, and it's not electronic music. I don't care. You're the one that's saying it. I don't know why I said that. I don't either. Because we I was talking about in the dark dancing to techno and house and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Going no, off the walls. No Courtney Cox here. She's like deja vu. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go on. On with what? On with the podcast of the topic of electronica. Yeah. So there's there's many names, there's many subgenres on that. Mm-hmm. We uh, found kind of like a cool video, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna kind of talk over it with all the different genres. There's a ton. It's a lot. It's a long one, but uh, we'll get through it. But I think prior to that, we should just start drinking because that's important. Yeah, we should because it's you know this podcast about whiskey. Okay, so let's make it about whiskey. Let's do that. So uh, two bottles this week, mm-hmm. not from our usual. Or becoming usual three, four bottles. Uh, this one was a little bit harder to pull from. I tried to find like a bottle of bourbon or whiskey in general that like kind of encompassed the electronic. Type. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know where to go with this. Oh, well, yeah, we it wasn't obvious it. like the other ones. We were looking like there's a couple of DJs that have their own bourbon or whiskey, but they're we would have had to order the bottle from Europe. And the last time I ordered a bottle of whiskey from Europe, it didn't go so well. I wanted to take the bottle, go back to Germany or Bavaria or whatever, and shove it that's in the guy's in ass that I bought it from. And he's like, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> I <laughs> like. <laughs> Do you like? You want to put this there? <laughs> oh, is that a fun game? Oh, or? right in the schnutzenkutzel. Oh, I don't mind this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it that slurs? <laughs> and slurs. then you paid like an ex- <laughs> extraordinary amount of money. It came pretty quick, like in a week or two. Yeah, kind of, kind of, and it was like the tiny. It was like a little, little like kind of travel like, bottle, kind of like me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> I picked two bottles of whiskey. Okay, lie. <laughs> one, uh, pump, one pump jump here. <laughs> oh, here he goes. <laughs> it's it's on. Oh my god! So early too. Oh, 
right, two bottles of whiskey. Have you controlled yourself, please? Yeah. One of them mm-hmm. is called Straight Edge. Ooh, Straight Edge, yeah. We thought it kind of it kind of went with the whole theme. I mean, the opposite of the theme. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one's called Lip Service, Ooh, which lips, has a picture yeah. of a girl pulling her lip away from her mouth with like a lip tattoo. She has a tattoo on her lips, and the tattoo says "Never." I don't understand. Do you? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. And, it's a, and it's in a cool, like, opaque black bottle, kind of like the new Rift bottle. Let me look at her again. Oh, she's very nice. She looks like to be somewhat Asian, but somewhat Africana. <laughs> Likes this. She'd make for a good game of hiding the pickle. Lots of make. <laughs> Lots of makeup. She looks very alternate. She looks like someone you would meet in a club. She does at look a like rave. You meet in a club. Yeah. With a tattoo. You're like, hey, baby. She's like, put your lip down. She's never yeah. You're like, all right, later. <laughs> He's walking away. That's a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. Just to say no. <laughs> yeah, nine. Just, why don't you just, nine, nine, nine. Yeah. Nine, nine, nine. Yeah. <laughs> so our first pick. If you don't get that reference, that would be uh, 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 open season. Is that open season? Ashton Kutcher, I think, was the, uh, oh, the, yes. the deer. And yeah. remember the little chihuahua? The little, the little hot dog dog was, was German, <laughs> and they laid out dog biscuits for him. Mr. Weenie was his name. <laughs> oh, Mr. Weenie. <laughs> you were you're all over the place. I'm sorry. He didn't want to follow him, but he did, and he was like, nine, y'all, nine, y'all, and he's eating old trail dog biscuits. <laughs> have I not seen that? I don't know if you have or not. It I, was Apparently, I haven't. Hysterical. It doesn't sound that funny. We have to watch it. It oh. is extremely funny. Okay, we shall. Right now, <sighs> we'll just stop and watch it. <laughs> Screw you guys. Let's have some whiskey. We're going home. And then we'll watch it. Yes. Okay. Uh, The first pick, the first bottle, Straight Edge. Jesus, Dave. Get over it. Straight Edge bourbon comes from Splinter Group Spirits, a non-distilling producer in Napa, California. Huh. So originally founded in 2013 by John Wilkinson of Bin to Bottle and Dave Finney of Orion Swift. And since 2016, headed up by Steve Matheson and Bob Cabral, both successful Napa Valley winemakers, and now part of the venture as a result of the majority stake purchased by Vintage Wine Estates. So, uh, name sounds familiar, Dave Finney. So we've uh, had some of his stuff. What did we have? Uh, I keep thinking Dave Pickerel, and that's that was the uh, blackened, but. Yeah, so we uh, straight edge. So what's the other what's the other bottle that we had? Of well, this? they ha- they have three. Yeah. They have straight edge, which is their uh, bourbon whiskey, which is, and I believe it's finished in uh, the Napa Valley wine casks. But then they also had a um, slaughterhouse, which was finished, I think, in a port cask. And me and Steve had that on. Yeah, that's podcast. the one we liked a lot. That was really good. They have a third, which is their rye, which is called uh, it's like whip saw. Whip saw, yep. and that's their rye whiskey. And um, I've tried all three. We did the one on the podcast, but and this one, I like this one too. Um, <clears throat> it's very, very touching my buttons. Yeah, I was just trying to touch them. Sorry. So anyway, right in the middle um, of my thought. I yeah, lost no, my whole thought. it's okay. It, it was the really only listening. coherent thought I had all night. Yeah, you're just saying some stuff about really, those three different bottles, yeah, and, and they're 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 good. I really like it. I like the fact that a guy that owns a, a Napa Valley winery got into or co- collaborated with other people who were distilling. And made a combination of the, you know, combined the wine and the and the whiskey. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds like he, uh, Dave Finney, started this. And so he's probably the one that made this mm-hmm. as awesome as it should be compared, you know, if we're comparing it to the one we've already had. Um, but it sounds like he kind of sold off and did his own thing, okay. which uh, we'll get into in a minute. 
uh, but Splinter Group sources spirits from various distilleries. So Straight Edge Bourbon is a blend of five, seven, and eight-year-old bourbons from unnamed, un, yeah, unnamed distilleries, both from Kentucky and Tennessee. From parts so it's kind of parts it's kind of lame, like when they're just like this whole unnamed type of thing. It's like, just tell us where you got it from. Everybody seems to be doing that. Unnamed, don't want to share the mash bill. It's like, dude, it ain't a big secret. There's a lot better bourbons out there, so don't flatter yourself. Like, just put down and, what's in it. If and some, I guess, I mean, is it because we look into it more that we know, and I guess most people don't really care or don't think about it? They just pick up a bottle and like, oh, it's good. And they don't care don't. where it comes from. Probably go on someone's recommendation. But I mean, still, if you're, if you're into bourbon and you want to share the bourbon with other people, you want to be educated on it. And it can't be if they don't want to share the information. It just because, doesn't seem right. Because if it's sourced, you have to go a step further to make it different from where it's sourced from or just different from other bourbons so, in general, so which so, they have, I think. So sourced bourbon, but I'm not going to tell you it's sourced so that I don't have to go. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. You're a non-distilling winery putting out a bourbon. Where do you think? You sourced it from somewhere. I'm, whatever. You're mad. I am mad. I'm getting angry now. So, I don't like this guy anymore. Splinter Group. <laughs> well, he's not He's not there anymore. Okay, good. So it's the other guys, he got Wilkinson fired. and he Friends. Got fired for being too secretive. No, he left. He sold it. Oh, so he's rich. He sold his part. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, like, I like that guy. So <laughs> finished by the Splinter Group in mm-hmm. Napa Valley Wine Cask. It says the mash bill is 70, 17, 13, so corn, rye, and barley, malted barley. Um, 84 proof, so it's 42%, and it's valued about 50 bucks. Okay. So shall we uh, take our first We shall. Cheers. Sniff. Take a sniff, Steve. Yeah, you can smell the wine. I like it. This one smells really good. I like it. I like this. I'm, I'm get yeah. I'm getting uh, I'm I'm getting like the oak and the caramel. Orange again. A yep, lot of orange, orange in these bourbons. A lot of orange. And then something spicy in there. That's probably the rye. I'm not, a little not a, not a big not a lot of rye, but I'm a little congested, so I'm not getting the smell as powerful as I usually do. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go in for a sip. So I didn't even have to bother washing my balls, that is what you're saying. <laughs> Wish I knew. Oh, he's tasting, moving around his mouth. He's looking perplexed. Still t- he's That's re- not bad. Retasting. I'm retasting. All I that, it out a little all bit. that for it's not that it's bad. It's not bad. Well, I haven't got to talk about it. Um your typical bur- your typical good bourbon. Caramel. Get some oak. Got that got that orange, and then I get some like Honey and then some some type of like brown sugar or something in there. It's like a very li- smooth, a light sweet caramel. Yeah, that's what I get. A light sweet caramel. If you could liquefy caramel and like kind of water it down a little bit and and drink it, that's what I'm getting. A real strong caramel, caramel, as Steve would say. That's correct. Got, uh, got any it's of caramel? Smooth. And it has a little bit more of a viscous. But not so much it. like the Willet did last week when it no. was like a cognac. Yeah, not like that. Somewhere's in the middle. But like, yeah, that a lot of that spicy orange in there, like an mm-hmm. orange peel. Yeah. With that caramel. Somebody put orange zest in there. Oh, there you go. Zest. They just zested it. Zestfully clean. There we go. We can make our, our whiskey. We just do, we zest it right before it goes yeah, in a bottle. The, where the hell is that anyway? I mean, how long are we going to leave that in those barrels? Oh, I forgot Pro- about probably those. Probably tastes like. Oak? Fucking rainwater now. 
Maybe that, maybe because I drank it all. <laughs> You're right. I'm re-aging new ones. Steve, bring the barrel over. Uh, I lost it. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's I don't know what happened. Somebody stole uh, it. Angel share. <laughs> angel share. There's a, a lot the of angels. angels took it. A lot of angels a watching lot over of me. Angels, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, how long has it been? We call them a, ghosts. Almost or a thieves. year. No, it's been like it was October. Was it? Yeah. So settle down. We're in December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, which is ten months. It's been that long. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we need we need to open up Yeesh. those bottles. We might need we might need to open that barrel for the next podcast. Just to, All right. just to you want to just do like a a drop in and we'll we'll taste them and we'll talk about them. Yeah, and, because we have to. You don't want to leave them in there forever. I mean, they age so much quicker. Than those I have to barrels. look up what I have to do with the barrels after we empty them because you're not supposed to leave them empty or they're just never good again. I guess. Because they dry out and then they're, why they're don't kaputs. We, why so don't I think we you try, have to fill it. Why don't we try an under 30 whiskey and then let that sit in those barrels for six months and see how that comes out? Excuse me. What do you mean an under 30? Like like 30 years old? No, like an under 30. It's now. like all of them. No, we put... What do we put in there? We put... We uh, put Whistle Pig Piggyback. Right. That, that's not an under 30 whiskey. What do you mean? Oh, under $30. Yeah. Get one well, of the less did. expensive whiskeys, we, put it in there, see how it comes out. We did out. two of them. We did... Whistle pig, mm-hmm. piggyback, and then we did a benchmark, which is like oh we did bottom of the rung. Okay, so we got to pick two other ones. Okay, we'll do another lower shelf one, and then yeah. we'll do something else. Maybe we can pick up like a handle of Buffalo Trace. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. You're right. Pardon me. Well, I mean, we did we did a rum cask finish is what we did with them. <laughs> David, I'm growling. We're the on music. the air. It's my electronic oh, music. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I enjoy it. I would. I so far I like both. Well, I just heard it again. <laughs> <laughs> See, it wasn't me though. That wasn't me. <laughs> See, I was trying to do my thing. Definitely like uh, the other one more. Whatever it's called, I can't think of it. Oh, the uh, uh, slaughterhouse. Yeah, I like slaughterhouse better because it had a lot of like cherry notes to it. Yeah, it reminded more fruity. It did remind me of the uh, uh, Basil Hayden's Dark Rye. That was very cherry, too, like cherry pipe tobacco. Oh, really? Yep. Or like very, the Redwood? Very much so. The Redwood, too, but the Basil Hayden's was even more. It was more pronounced. Oh. Yeah. Other Basil Hayden's? Trash. Trash no, whiskey. The Dark Rye, though, is probably my favorite Basil Hayden's, and it's very, very dark in color. It's well, like a- it's comparing with other Basil Hayden's is not too hard to beat. <laughs> not a fan. All right. I don't mind Basil Hayden's. I like it. Okay. Like the Basil Hayden's toast? You say, it's horrible. I enjoyed it. It's, it's like the Coors Light of... Bourbon. Yeah, but if you like the taste, if you like the taste. I love Jenny Cream Ale. People are like, oh, that's not beer. Yeah, it is. It's one of the best beers I've ever drank. I love the taste of it. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? It's okay. All right. You're very strong. You op- course, like- <laughs> very strong opinions. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm so angry. I don't know yeah, what it you're is. Very, yeah. I'm just. You're hitting your kids. You yelled at me. Yeah. You're just very. You're on it. Is everything okay? I don't I don't know. My wife said no. I said, ain't no no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Cops showed up. Cops showed up. I knew him. They left. Say no to me, huh? Got, bitch. got your gun. <laughs> got my gun. Say, don't say no to me, bitch. Maybe that was lat. That was no rap. Was the one we did last week, not metal. That's what I said. I, I said rap. Said metal. I, like, I did, but I'm but telling you, I said rap. You corrected yourself. I didn't hear you. Okay, so we did rap. La- yeah, you're right. Last week. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter <laughs> <clears throat> the whiskey. Hey, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. So the next bottle up. So that was good. <laughs> Lip service. Lip service. Which is 
actually also our second bottle from this producer, uh, Savage and Cook. We had Christmas time. We had the bad sweater. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't tell me this is going to be like that. I saw the black bottle and it made me think of it. I hope not. You don't. I mean, New Riff has a black bottle. And we love them. Okay, never. All right, all cool. Right. So, There's renewed right. hope. Yep. Renewed hope. So, yeah, bad sweater was. Now I'm like starting good. to sweat. Well, it was a Christmas whiskey. Should I put and I will the say, sweater on this bottle? <laughs> no, because we'll then I'll just um, instantly. I'm already tasting the pine. It'll automatically just not taste good. So you put pine in like Christmas sense in whiskey. It's just a bad idea. I don't want to. I don't want to drink that. It's stupid. It's stupid. What's that floating in the bottle? Whiskey makers, oh, stop that's it. That's a pine cone. Stop it with the Christmas stuff. Stop. Oh God, that, it's nonsense. that was horrible. All of well, so was the other one. They both. They both They're were horrible. horrible. The worst whiskeys I've ever had. I wouldn't even call them whiskey. <laughs> so okay, moving on. So we reviewed the Splinter Group's Slaughterhouse. We just did the Straight Edge. And uh, they collaborated uh, with Dave Finney, and then so apparently after working with the Splinter Group, and then for the wine giant Robert Mondavi, David Finney founded Orion Swift Wines and created and blended the California Red called the Prisoner. That's, we talked about that before. I remember like that. The, yeah, prisoner. Same uh, black bottle. I mean, a wine bottle, obviously, but same kind of design. The black bottle and like picture of somebody as like the prisoner. Hugely successful. And it exploded. And then he sold the business to Gallo and made a reported $300 million. Like Ernest and Julio Gallo, the, the winemakers? Yes. Oh, shit. So they own it now. It's still, you know, uh, whatever it's called, uh, Orion Swift Wines. So you wouldn't know Gallo owns it, but you know it's kind of like Coke and like the other, you know, big big names own the smaller companies. That's why I got turned on to Vangelis. Excuse me, Vangelis. He's a composer, uh -huh. and he wrote a score for the Ernest and Julio Gallo wine commercial. Oh, really? He, and I remember hearing it. I was like, Oh, oh that cool music! Song. That music is beautiful. And it was you know the the, the grapes and it shows the vineyards. And I'm like, I got to find out who. Did. It took me like a year to find out who the composer was. And I ended. It's called Opera Sauvage. It's what it's called. Oh, and, that's great. And I, I downloaded. I did have you use it. like the Shazam? No, I didn't, didn't. I didn't have Shazam. That's how long ago it was. There was no Shazam. It was. Shazam's it was been like around forever. Fifteen years ago. Oh wow. Okay. And I remember like who is this? And I, I don't remember how I found out, but I I got and I, and I downloaded it, and it's it's really cool. It's a that's pretty cool. cool piece. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So Dave Finney could easily be the dig, the big dick hero of the week because he, you know, he made these products. He helped the whiskey maker and then he helped the winemaker he made millions and millions of dollars so now he's just filthy rich so basically I, I i have you know big dick money i could do whatever i want right so he went and took the proceeds and he purchased vineyards in france italy greece and spain <laughs> jesus and then among many things started his new venture and opened up savage and cook distillery in 2018 mm -hmm. and then the, the distillery is located uh like in the san francisco area on like an island and where he distills blends and crafts whiskeys and bottled cocktails so naturally he uses like local farm raised products mm -hmm. that kind of thing in sonoma county so because he's got money i mean if you if you were that good at what you did and had all the money to do whatever you wanted to do you're going to come out with some cool stuff mm-hmm when you don't have anyone holding you back and you're your own boss, I would I would assume you can well, just you can get real creative. Yeah, when that happens. So he personally selects each sourced barrels. Oh, really, 
from an undisclosed distiller. In of Tennessee. course, I take it all back. Undisclosed. Yeah. All right, he's a dick. So this one it looks like this one's a rye. So this fifty-one percent rye, forty-five percent corn, and then four percent malted barley. Primary aging is a minimum of three years in new oak. So all right, it's new. And then he's then he finishes it in Dave's own red wine cask from his French vineyard. Jesus, <laughs> delivering a forty-five percent ABV. Okay, so it sounds like he so ships it around. Ninety proof. So it's kind of like they, it's kind of the shtick nowadays. Like you make your whiskey. I think uh, Rabbit Hole just did that with their newest bottle. Like they made the whiskey and then they shipped it off to like Spain or Italy to have it finished. They're, we got to try that one soon. I saw a review on it. Is it not one Side of the ones note. I have? No, it is not. It's brand new. It new just one. came out this year. It's got like a like a like a fuchsia and blue striped label. Really? And they send it off and age it in like a cognac cask or something. I, that's not what it is, but something like bizarre. Hmm. I almost want to stop and just go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit hole is very interesting. And so they've done some cool stuff. So anyways, um, here it is. Let's try it. Lip service. That's on, on the news. Huh? I don't get much. I was just going to, I was like, is it me? I'm not. No, I don't get much on the nose. I really don't. Maybe something like candy. Ooh. Maybe some, oh, wow, that's. Like a tiny bit of orange again. Yeah. Maybe it's just that I'm, I have orange on the brain, but I'm not getting much else out Maybe of it. Maybe some like scent of like something, some kind of spice. like Scent of a woman. Clove. Clove. Star. Anus? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, a scent of brown starfish. Star anus. <laughs> Star anus. <laughs> so should we see if it tastes better than it smells? Shall we? Cheers. I'm, I'm worried. I am too. I'm going <clears> to... <throat> pardon me. I'm going to watch you. Mm. He's getting nothing. You look like your brain is receiving no input whatsoever right now. So it's a rye. Okay. Uh, it's a light rye. Creamy texture, like maybe like a little pepper, slight honey aftertaste. Very bland. You know what? I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's very light. It reminds me, though, of a Christmas whiskey. Really? Just the way it finishes. It's like... Some kind of like, it's almost like artificial something in there. Yeah, it's like that pepper and... Not even the pepper, because I like pepper. Like, I like a peppery tequila, but this is just... Ugh, it's, it's, not, not, it's not bad. I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I would there's say a weird, like... Something there at the end that's like, I don't know what like it is. there's a Christmas tree somewhere in the back? Yeah, like if somebody sprayed... It's not out up front partying, but it's in the back. If somebody sprayed, um, like deodorizer and it flew by and you got a little bit like in your mouth yep. and then you took a sip. Yep. That's kind of what I'm getting. Not that it's not, not to be, you know, uh, that's kind of what I get. Dave, Dave, you failed uh, the other Dave, Dave Finney failed mm. us. Um, mm. I think part of the problem is it's a young, young rye. It's three years. Three years is not enough. Maybe it hasn't, rye. maybe it hasn't. Has uh, matured. Aged enough that you really getting the spice out of the rye. If there was more spice in it, I would like it. But just that weird something. Yeah. It's very, it falls flat. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. Straight Edge destroyed this. If they were to go head to head. Yeah. Now yeah. she's just looking at me, laughing, mocking. Here, I'll turn her towards you. 
Yeah, she's telling you, you never, like, never you, drink this. You you asked her, "Can I have some of your nectar?" And she said, "Never, never." And you're like, "Whoa!" You got a deep voice for oh, a good-looking girl. Settle down, ma'am. Settle down there, Vance, Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. Say, <laughs> that's awesome. So let's talk about the uh, electronic music, shall we? All right. Brief history yeah. in electronic music. Okay. And then we'll get into the many, many, many. Yeah. Subgenres, okay. as or as Dave would say, genres. Okay, thank you. So I did lots of research, and I learned I learned a thing or two. Electronic music isn't just techno, or even just house. And it's funny, like we were just talking about it a minute ago, and I think your wife was like, "Oh, techno." It's not all. And techno. I was just like I've always called it that, and just never really thought about that. It's like so many more categories within itself. Okay, electronic music is just. The, the way of making it. So rather than like a piano or a guitar, there's like some type of fake noise. Some sort of sampling device and or, or some track pads something or, you know. Something electric. Yeah, trigger pads. Something you have to plug in. So it would be electric guitar? No. That's electronic music. Is it? Well, it's a string instrument. but I guess just... if it's not. So, I mean, so you look into it and it's like, where do you begin? In the, be- in the beginning of electronic music, it kind of became popular with like synthesizers. And that's really when I started was like the invention of the synthesizer in like the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. But actually the synthetic manipulation of sound and the machines that did it can be tracked way back. As I dug a little bit deeper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got going, me captivated. I know. Right now. I just, so it goes back to like the mid to late 19th century. So 1800s, which predated the electronic keyboard. The first electronic instrument was developed in the 1920s as like the etherphone or later called the theremin after its inventor, inventor Leon Theremin. You ever seen a theremin be played? No, I haven't even seen it's it. Awesome. It's got like an arm that comes over. And a bass, and it uses somehow some sort of electromagnetic whatever. But the guy waves his hand, and it makes, and he can make music with it, and it, it, it changes whatever into some sort of musical frequency. And it's like that, you know, where you, like, you watch like uh, the whole old horror movies. You hear that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a theremin. Uh, That's what they're using to okay. do that. All right. But you, the, you can make music with it too, depending on the way you move your hands it, within the field. Yeah, it's really wild to watch. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I that's no, that's cool. No, that's cool to, that's to hear neat. because I'm yeah. like I didn't even look at what it is. It said there was stuff prior to that, but they weren't, you know, mid to late 19th century, so 1800s. But they weren't recording it, so they were making music. It just we don't have any records of it. So the 1920s we got this theremin, and then soon after that, uh, Frederick Trautween created the Trautonium, a precursor to the electronic synthesizer. Huh. So they played with wires instead of keys, which is essential to the electronic music. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, uh, and then like post-war era, musicians started to expand the boundaries in like uh, Europe. They used like uh, different types of organs and then they like started to uh, produce studios and stuff. And then like the 1970s in Dusseldorf mm-hmm. craft work. Oh, yeah. Was like one of the first like <coughs> electronic bands that essentially shaped the music industry for like this this new genre. Right, that's cool. 
Yeah, so, and then it kind of started to spread like wild. Is that like the... The what? Oh, I thought you were looking up the... Oh, the, like, that's the thing? The theremin? No, yeah. this is the theremin. I'll show you right okay. here. This is a gentleman who's playing the theremin. He's playing uh, somewhere over the rainbow. But, that uh, is weird looking. There you go. It's like a box with like a random yep. there you go. curved pole coming out of it. Another guy who looks like <clears> he's <throat> he's got uh, some type of seizure he disorder. Can, he can move apart. What in the crap? Where? What is he? What is he doing? He uses one hand to control like the tone and pitch, and the other hand for the vibrato. It's All freaking right, so if wild. So you can't see it. So there's this weird looking box with like a couple like metal like poles coming out of it, and he looks like he's having like a a little what's like it a called par- a Parkinson's a Parkinson's fit. like fit with one arm <laughs> doing like the and then his other arm. Is like a, He's on top of the hooker's head. Yeah. Just going up and down, up and down. What is it called? Like the guy that does the uh, the conductor? He's doing yeah. the conductor things with his little Parkinson's. Is it, that's how he's making Isn't that wild, though? So there's music in the air, and he's doing something with it. Yeah. So he's, a, that, he's manipulating the music. That's somehow. a theremin. I don't even know. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I, just, I thought that was cool to, to be able to. So that was known show. as like the first electronic synthesizer, and then they kind of slowly picked up in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and then after the war. Kind of, yeah, craft work. I think we left off with craft work. They were the ones that like officially started to make electronic music and then like known as like the like the originators. Hmm. And so then after that, a diverse group of artists started to like sample these ideas. Okay. David Bowie, Africa, Bombada, Joy Divinson, New Order, Depeche Mode, Blur, all these different musicians just picked this up. And so it just became so numerous in subgenres because they all kind of trailed off in their own like unique direction. It's kind of hard to talk about electronic music in like a timeline because it's just like all over the place. Like as mm-hmm. soon as they as soon as they figured it out, as soon as they had the synthesizer and elect the electric keyboard. Mm-hmm. They just all went in their own unique direction and created all these subgenres of what they thought they could do with electronic music. And a lot of them all at the same time. So you can't really say this this genre came in this day because it didn't progress from one no, to the next. No, it's not like like rap was a pretty clear mm-hmm. cut. I mean, yeah, you had like some nuances and stuff. Yeah, but, but electronic, like, there was so many different, different uh, branchings out at the same time. Yeah, it so. wasn't like they were trying to fit what was pop or country right. or rock of that time. They were just doing their own damn thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just figured they're just at home screwing around with their keyboard or synthesizer and just like, and some of them were already like known musicians doing their own thing and they were just adding to their own music. And a lot of the electronic music was music created from samples by the DJs. Yep. And so it wasn't even like a band that wrote a song or a bunch of bands wrote a certain kind of music like with the metal or the emo or even with rap, it was DJs making their own sounds out of samples of all stuff old and, and new. And yep. how do you date that? It's just like, yeah, that's this guy's thing. That's it. And then there's just people just making music without any of that. Yeah. Just, just, just scratches and, you know, distortion and all kinds of stuff. Electronic sounds. Should we uh, get into this, uh, this, uh, this gauntlet, this gauntlet that we had, yeah. of, uh, you know, stuff. So, we found a YouTube video, and it just basically goes through all the different subgenres within electronic music. I think we it, it captures everything you can. I mean, it doesn't capture everything, but it captures just about as much as you could get. It's a lot. Should we get? It started? just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to set it up, Dave. What'd you say? 
I wanted to set up the. I was doing an intro for. I'm gonna hurry. I gotta pee. You got. You want to stop? Yeah, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta pee. Okay. And we're back. Longest piss ever. Wow. That was like uh, six days. Six days. <laughs> you care, do you care to elaborate? All right. So here's what happened. Because so, we started last week. We did. Start if you didn't know, because you don't. We started last week. And I had to go pee. So I'm like, I got to pee. As you do. So <clears throat> I got up and went to the bathroom, and I'm like, wow, this is weird. The, the water in the toilet's bubbling. And I heard... What's the noise? Do the noise? The, the fish? The fish blowjobs? No. The other one you were just doing. Oh, like the octopus. Fish bukkake? Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. That's kind of what I heard. Coming from the other room, I was like, what is going on in there? Okay. Yeah, that's what I heard. So, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I hear water running. And I'm like, oh, my wife must have the washing machine on. So I flush the toilet. The water bubbles up. I'm like, what's going on here? And I have a closet that's right next to where we podcast with a waste pump that's buried in a basin like four feet deep and i'm like huh which is me, not a grinder by the way, it's not a grinder pump we found we found that out yeah so i open up the door and the whole thing is full of water i'm like oh no all the shit water's coming out of there and no life raft the, dave <laughs> yeah i'm like oh jesus so we're like yeah i guess we're gonna have to finish podcast later anyway we're back Took the top off, took the pump out, scooped all the shit water. We fixed it. Scooped the shit out. Bottom line is we fixed Got it. Got a new pump. We are heroes. We are heroes. We are now certified pipe fitters. No more plumbers. shit. Plumbers. No more shit smell down here. No, it was awful. It was awful. I kept opening up the door because it was like methane yes. and other chemicals, and your wife just kept shutting the door. We don't want to let bugs in. Like no, Kathy. We'd, we'd rather we'd rather the house explode. <laughs> so and well yeah. in between Steve making TikToks of me. I made one cutting pipes and being pissed off. He was very upset. I was I was angry. I made one because I was trying to because it just he was fighting to get this cap off and he was using every tool known to man except the one we needed. <laughs> except the grinder. <laughs> Didn't want to go back to my house and get it. No, it I just, we kept fighting through it and I thought of the Mentos commercial. <laughs> you know, it's like someone jumps in your car, like Mentos. The fresh maker. Yeah, it just seems like in an inopportune moment. It was not If it you was, hold it up funny. the Mentos. It was funny. It's funny. It was so funny. You laughed later. I, I, I told you that. I was like, I'm sorry you're mad. I would be mad too. Uh, you'll be happy later. Yeah, I did laugh later. Like I did laugh later. Yeah. Anyway, so. Long story short, we fixed it. We're heroes. We fixed it six days ago. <laughs> now we're, we're, we're back. We're back. So yeah, and it's hundred <clears throat> degrees more. Yes, it is outside. outside. It's hot. So not like from what you hear, but this uh, whole uh, YouTube video that we found that had the guide to electronic music genre. Yeah, we're gonna go. Oh, over is that, that what we're doing? Yeah. Well, I forgot. It was a, it was a week ago. Yeah, we're doing it right now. Okay, we're gonna do it right now because you you texted <clears throat> me. Pardon me. And I was like, we're gonna do the electronic thing. He's yeah, like, what are we doing? Like, we did that last week. We did that last. I was like, no, we need to finish. And I think we auto cracked it to like electric. And you're like, I, you're like, please refresh me. I don't know what that means. And I'm like, really, it's not that far off. <laughs> like, no, we, yeah, I forgot that we didn't finish the episode. So here we are finishing now. We're gonna go through the gauntlet of, elect- of all the different sub genres of electronic music, and away we go. Off we go. <laughs> 
Here's our guide to electronic. Yep. So, so all the different kinds of electronics, right? Classic house, techno, trance, brakes, bass, hard, synth, chill, a whole bunch of different types. Yep. So we're going to get into it now. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Classic. In the 1960s and 70s, with the arrival of new technology, rock and pop musicians started implementing electronic instruments, such as the synthesizers. Yeah. That's what this is. You're listening to Hot Butter Popcorn. <laughs> 1972. <laughs> Hot Butter. Hot Butter. Mm. Hot Butter Popcorn and shit. <clears throat> I mean, get the name of anything. Electro Pop. So there's a strong emphasis on synthesizers. Yeah. One of the most uh, well-known electro pop artists is Kraftwerk. And this is a song by Kraftwerk called in Autobahn. This is in 1974. Yep. Yep. I've heard this before. Yeah. It's about the Autobahn. Bon, bon, bon. Hence, Autobahn. New wave. New wave. So pop and rock from the 70s and 80s were combined in elements with electronic music. Again, using a synthesizer, a.k.a. synth pop. Hmm. It also encompasses a lot of songs that are closer to punk, though, as well. Yep. This is New Order. I used to listen to New Order. Yeah, uh, what is that, Blue Monday? Blue Monday, 1986. Yeah, they redid this, too. They did. Euro disco. Oh, God. So, just disco, pop music, late 70s and 80s. So, it has, like, the the four-on-four four beat, and then it's like a dance bowl type of track. Club music. Yeah. Back in the, back in the 80s. So, this is modern talking that you hear. You're my heart. You're my soul. 1984. Italio disco. <laughs> this is the kind I like. It's Italian. It's yeah, it's an offshoot of Euro disco, but from Italy with a lot of chains, chest hair, and freaking silk shirts. <laughs> Mobsters. This is this, this is Cleo. Oh. It's called Faces. I don't really care. Like Weird. a defacer for you. <laughs> high energy. And, and that's w- NRG. Yeah, so it's more high energy <laughs> version of what we just heard. Of normal disco music. And this is good stuff. Like, like this is Donna Summer, obviously. And uh, I feel love. I used to like, my sister used to have this album. Yeah, I think they've redone this quite a few times, too. It's Venus Humry did it with Blue, with a Blue Man group. Electro. So, early hip-hop. Influenced uh, by this electro pop and funk music. Yeah, well, the TR-808 drum machine. Yep. That was where it became famous for this kind of music. This is Clear by Cybotron. 1983. Apparently no lyrics or anything in this. I remember this. I was 12. Then we got house music. It's the next genre. Biggest genre of electronic music today. You can recognize it, what, 4-4 rhythm, of course. Different drums, bass lines, and house music actually developed from, it was inspired by 70s disco music. And this is uh, Daft Punk. One of the bigger artists. Voyager, I think, is the song. That was 2000. Chicago House. In the early 80s, several Chicago DJs played and remixed several styles of music. So, again, like with the disco, funk, electro, a lot of drum beats. Steve Hurley, man. Jack your body. That's what it's called, man. I want to jack your body. Jack my body. Yeah, sorry. Oh, deep house music. Yeah. So one of the earliest subgenres of house. So, soul music combined with jazz funk. Yeah, this is more like a chill kind of electro music. It's more relaxed, more focused on bass than normal house music. This is Mr. Fingers, by the way. <laughs> Can you feel it? Acid house. Ooh, acid rock. It's a form of house mainly produced by the TB303 synthesizer. Yep. So deep bass lines and synthesizers are like the main focus. So the early rave. Music. Yeah, this gave birth to rave music, right? Yep. This is LFO, 1990. The song's called LFO, how oh, original. Good name. <laughs> Oh, garage music. I like yep. it. 
originally developed alongside early house music with a more so like the sound of like a heavier emphasis on vocals. This is good. You ever heard this song? Sincere? No. By MJ Cole. 2000. I think it was really Say like you knew it. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like I listened to it before. Like I heard it. It's great with notes, right? <clears throat> Tribal house. Tribal house music. You can almost get it. Kind of gives you a hint of, uh, you know. Congo drums. Yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to get the music a little higher so because we're talking over. I want to make sure yeah. everyone can hear it. This is J- the beat. JD. And the next one is Progressive House. Mm-hmm. Kind of experimental form of house music, right? Longer yeah. tracks, relaxed. And they just slowly added different elements throughout the song. So Yeah, and then it kind of changes. This is Davey. Slowly started adding. Progressive, not fastly. Okay, fastly, slowly. Ambient house. How many kinds of house music are There's there? There's a lot, apparently. Jesus. So this one is, uh, it says it's more relaxed. Yeah, I guess it's like, you know, like background music. Fusion coffee shop. acid and, and deep So when you're high, music. drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to this shit. This is 808 State. I used to have that. Oh, I know this one. Oh, yeah. Snap. Eurodance. Yep. So Eurodance is a very danceable genre born in the late, in the late 80s. Yeah. High energy vocals, synthesizers, and hooks. Gotta love the hooks and the hookers. Yeah, snap. And the coke. Snap. Snap. Oh, here he goes. Oh, disco. Disco house. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> Wonder how that played out. 4-4 four, four time. Disco music. What else can you say about it? It's like, disco's disco. Disco sucks. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. This is a 98, though. This is almost in the 2000s. Oh, they were, they were, they Stardust. were late to the game, huh? Yeah. Stardust. Music sounds better with you. And this one... Is French house. Guess where it was developed? Ireland? In France oh, in the 90s. shit. I got that yeah. one wrong. Funky effects as well as a general fondness for experimentation. This huh. is justice. Dance. Oh, oh, I can see that. Little, yeah. That's not awful. Oh, okay. Electro house. So oh, yeah. more of a fast tempo. Buzzing bass lines, kind of like the EDM, electronic dance music. Mm-hmm. Is often described as electro house. This 125 to 135 BPM is more like a running or biking kind of. This is something to hear in spin class. Oh, this is good. Oh. Big room house. Bass heavy form of electro music. Get a lot of kick drums. Big build ups and drops. This song is called Animals. Yeah. Where do they get the names for these things? Probably get high and look at the calendar. First thing they see. Oh, Ooh, bass and jacking house. So this concentrates on a single bass line. I like it. This is Halligan. Or Halogen. You got that. Yeah, you do. Oh, see? I don't know how they got that name. I like this. We might play that again. We might have to play Ooh, that again. Latin house. Oh, now, yeah. We got the French. Now oh, we need the Latin. Come on and listen to my music. Some guy named Juan. Juan Magan, Derero, and uh, MKJ playing uh, Manarico Linda, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Not 2020. Or say. All right, moving on to Tropical House. Tropical, tropical House, man. <laughs> it's all about uplifting and relaxing melodies. Yeah. I picture rain in the beach. In beach, this. rain, sitting under an umbrella with a Mai Tai. <clears throat> Jimmy Buffett serving you drinks. Mm-hmm. Future House. 
We don't really know much about it because it hasn't happened yet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's, just, it's the music. If we were traveling, it's future, electronic. This would probably be Janet Jackson. I can't, I can't explain it. Go deep. <laughs> That's what the song is called. Oh, is it? Yeah, go deep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's in the future. All right, new disco. Oh, it's disco. Spelt with an N-U. So, back to disco. Like it's going to make disco better? Well, it's disco with modern effects. I hate disco. That's about all it is. Yep. I'm not even... I, I don't even... This is called Inspector Norse. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> weird names. Now, now I know what song I'm never going to listen to again. Last one for this genre is Electro Swing. Vintage swing and jazz music with a modern house and hip-hop twist. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like Kind of recreates... Like a lot of the hits from the early 20th century and stuff. More energy. Cat Groove is the name of the song. Oh, I could see it. I could hear like fun. Yeah, like the little clarinet in the background. So Next moving genre. on to techno. House music is like warm and groovy. Techno is kind of cold and metallic. It's the opposite. Real repetitive songs. A lot of emphasis on like drum machines and shit yep. and synthesizers. So let's get into the techno. Orbital mm-hmm. and Tunnel Vision 2004. I want to hit a puppy. <laughs> Here's some Detroit techno. Obviously, he was born in Detroit. Yep. It was came out of house and electro music, right? Yes. So, prominent fathers of techno music. Juan. Three. Juan Atkins, Derek May, and Kevin Saunderson. This is Derek May, called The Dance. Very minimal. Yeah, very minimal. Oh. Oh, minimal well, techno. Speaking That's of that. That's what's next. Techno is most stripped down form. I guess this is even more minimal than a lot I was of repetition, aware. understated development. So basically, it's like one little sample that goes over and over. This again. is like Nintendo, Nin- Nintendo. <laughs> I feel like I should be jumping mushrooms. Well, if you're eating them, I you'll wanna, probably make this music. I want to ride a Yoshi. Or if you take some acid, you'll have acid techno. Oh, Lords of Acid, one of my favorite bands. So using the TB three hundred three synthesizers as the bass, and the difference between acid house. And as a techno, is it lacks a grooviness. So this is more like Stark and like Rave. That's yeah. It's Rave, yeah. And ambient techno. So we did ambient house, and now we have ambient techno. More relaxed. So you've seen a lot of similarities mm-hmm. between the house and the techno. It's just, you know, the same styles, but just cold, cold and uh, dark, these ones. Yeah, this is Biosphere. It's called The Shield. Ooh, little tech house oh, music. It's fun. Cold, steely effects techno, warm grooves of house. Closer to house. This is kind of cool. It's like uh, a combination of, of the two. I've heard of this band, Grammatic. Yeah, illegal. It says uh, 2008. Should we be listening to it? Yeah. Ooh, trance music. Now we're on the next subgenre. Now this came from melodic techno tracks, but trance is like emotional, uplifting got like a higher BPM, more like a running type of tempo than techno. And the trance songs usually build tension. They add up elements in the song or having a huge like beat drop. Big at uh, like, you know, um, festivals and stuff. Yep. Trance yeah, music. you have classic trance. It's one that started in the 90s. Since then, the technology wasn't as advanced today. So they're a little bit more basic, but more uplifting than the current counterparts. DJ Tiesto. Olay. Pretty good. I've heard a lot of his stuff. This is called Suburban Train. That's what she said. Now it's over. <laughs> uh, vocal trance. Okay. Trance with vocals. Oh, pretty much. Good name. There you go. So apparently this is uh, someone named John O'Callaghan. No. Oh. Doesn't sound like a John. And Audrey Gallagher's the one singing. Oh, that's why. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's called Big Sky. Not like you care. I do. 
progressive trance. So transfers calmer, less emotional version of trance with the songs that have a longer, like builds up throughout. This one's liquid soul yeah. devotion. Devotion. I say that like I've heard it before. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> oh, uplifting. Oh, trance. here we go. This is also known as epic trance. Uh, this one you gotta dance to. It's the least dark form of trance music. This one's fun. And the chord progressions. I'm burning. A lot of more major chords, bigger in the soundscape of the song. All right, let's listen. Calls on Jesus to bless us all. Because it's uplifting. This one is psychedelic trance. Psych trance. Got to start in the Psy Indian trance. state of Goa. So also Goa Psy trance. Psy trance. So triple bass lines. Asterix and Delirious. Psy trance. Called Psy Daydream. Psytrance. Okay, I'm better. Ooh, Swamasundi. What the fuck does that mean? It's a, it's a Finnish word. Finnish sound like like Finland Finnish. Yeah. So Psytrance got an underground following in Finland, and then what followed that was a real experimental version of Psytrance music with, like, no limitations at all. This actually band's called Texas Faggot. <laughs> oh, and now Ooh. we all know this one, Eurotrance. Mixture of uplifting trance and Euro dance, hence the name. Night at the Roxbury. Alice DJ, Better Off Alone, 1999. It's a good year. 99? And this will round out the trance going into breakbeat. Oh, Chemical Brothers, man. I love these guys. So the main attraction of this genre is the unorthodox and interesting rhythms. Like the Chemical that Brothers. the 4-4 beat. I love these guys. I'm a big beat. A lot of heavy breaks, synthesizer-generated loops. A lot of the rappers, like, back in the mid-'80s used to use this stuff. I know this one. This is Prodigy, yep. Invaders Must Die. Yep. So one of the more well-known big beat. Oh, new funk. Yeah. Funky breaks. It's a revival classic funk, but they did a breakbeat twist with new synthesizers. and This is A-Skills called Good Music. A sample, I think, of James Brown. Yep. And blow. And blow. Yeah, do the drugs in there somewhere. Ooh, two-step garage music. Two-step is a subgenre of garage. Main characteristics is jittery, irregular rhythms. They don't conform to regular garage uh, garage music's the 4-4 beat. And that's why they're in breakbeat. Ah, break the beat. Horsepower Productions. Jungle, born in the '90s rave scene, rapid fire breaks as well as vocal samples. Oh yeah, you can hear it. <clears throat> you have to be high to listen to this. This is DRS. So they're under duress. Yep. Ooh, cool. some breakcore music. It's a hardcore version of Jungle with breakbeats. Usually higher BPM. Yep. This is like something you run to. I don't think I could run that fast. Yeah, you could. I need something a little bit more mellow to run to. Oh, you get a this cadence. Makes me, yeah. You get a cadence to this. Rave beats. Oh, yeah. Rave beats. Combination of acid, hardcore, techno, and of course the breakbeat created the rave music of the 90s. Yeah. This is uh, Trip, to Moon, Trip to the Moon Part 3. This was 1992. Way better than Part 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Part 2 sucked. Just like Rocky. Yeah. Actually, I liked Rocky too. 
But the prog- here's some progressive breakbeat. It's its most ambient, relaxing. This is kind of more like the, the the uh, not the trance, but the yeah, just kind of like hanging out, relaxing, kind of atmospheric. Also known as atmospheric breaks. Ooh, see there you go, double creativity, and that rounds out breaks into bass. Some bass electronica. Club oriented music with a strong emphasis on the bass line. Which is pretty obvious from this. What do you say? Shave my mane. Shave my mane. Shave my mane. Cause I'm a lion. Ooh, some bass line. Give me a funky ass bass line. Developed from Garage in the UK in the early 2000s as the 4 4 beat. A strong emphasis on bass. Yeah. Sometimes there's multiple bass lines in one song, though, too. Yeah. This is this is Darksy. It's called One Dance. Yeah. Yeah. Drum and bass. Bass with drums. There you yeah. have it. <laughs> well, it could be counted as either bass or break beat. So it's kind of right in between. This is B Complex. It's called Beautiful Lives. 2010, this came out. So many more genres than I ever thought. I never. And you know what? I wouldn't know one from the next. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, neurofunk. This will give you seizures. So, darker version of drum and bass, distorted sounds like a saw, a saw like bass. These songs hit hard. They hit hard and and a lot of like just dark energy makes you. They want to kick a puppy. I, know, I, lo- I love this. If you're in a puppy kicking mood, you're in a puppy kicking mood. Play it. So now you have liquid DNB. So a more atmospheric version of that. Yeah, drum and bass, relaxed. Kind of like a like an atmospheric, kind of relaxed, chill type of music. A little faster paced, but with not, the DNB. Yeah, not real sharp. Baseline. Not real sharp. This is cool. Dub. Oh, yeah. So reggae was combined with electronic muse. Music. Dub was born. Then you have electronic dubstep. And the dubstep was when they put those staccato beats to this type of music. I think that one's next. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. It's so exciting. Let's forget I said. Yeah, we're ready for the next one. Next one is dubstep. dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> so, mixture of dub and two-step garage. Yeah. Glitchy and wobbly bass or wub. This is cool. I like this. It's like, it's like watching The Grudge. Uh, uh, yeah. I like it. Oh, step. Oh, yeah, I like so step. Step further. It's a more Skrillex. aggressive, glitchy version of dubstep. And people like Skrillex. Scary um, monsters and I'm nice sprites. Oh, yeah. You wake up listening to this, you think you wake up and have a nightmare. Complextro. Just Ooh. like the name, it's complex. A lot of different genres, most like mixed into one. Yeah, kind of bro step with some electro house in there. Like if, if I could listen to this for like maybe two or three minutes and then I'd have to shut it off or I'd hang myself. Well, it's called Falcon Punch. Yeah, it feels like I've been punched by a falcon. So drum step, kind of like, you know, keeping the dubstep and then stepping into the DNB genre. Yeah, kind of. It it starts sounding like all the other stuff altogether. Well, if you don't know, now you know. I wonder if you could get someone to play something. They'll be like, oh, this is a. Uh, Yeah. Moombaton. Yeah. Reggae. House and reggaeton. Moombaton, it's like a thick bass line, dramatic builds. It, it mixes the rhythm of electric house with the tempo of reggae. This is major laser. This is fun. If you're at like 
a tropical island going to a rave? Maybe, which I'm not. And this is uh, Melbourne Bounce. Like, I would ever know that. So, uh, Electro House with a strong emphasis on bouncy, offbeat bass and whiny vocals. Yeah, definitely whiny. <coughs> definitely whiny. Oh, trap. I like trap music. My daughter likes trap. Yeah. Separate genre of hip hop. It's mainstream in the late 2010s, but it takes the bass lines of normal trap music and makes those the main element of the whole song itself. Duke and Jones featuring Don Cotton. Future bass. Again, we don't even know what it is. Because it's in the future. Has not happened. Exactly. But anyway, if we did go in the future, this would probably be Panama. Baseline of trap music, but tends to make it softer. Yeah, I don't know if I, I couldn't listen to this for a long time. No, it's a little annoying. Yeah, it's, it's a lot annoying. Oh, Glitch Hop. Yeah. Not like hip hop. Glitch Hop. It's an infusion of several genres to include, but not limited to house, hip hop, chip tune, and dubstep. Glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, I don't know if I could listen to this for. I can't listen to any it of this. It sounds like an anime. It does, kind of, yeah. All right, next genre, hardcore. That's my kind of. This is the 90s techno. Kept getting darker and more heavy hitting until a new genre was finally born hardcore. This is Mescalinum United. We have arrived. Yes, we have. Oh, yeah. Like Nine Inch Nails shit. Yeah. Industrial. Aggressive fusion of rock and electronic music. A little bit of punk aesthetic in there. I like it. This is Front 242. It's called Tragedy for You. This was in the early 90s. Yeah. Next one is EBM, electronic body music. Ooh. Industrial music combined with elements of disco and other dance music. It's kind of a lighter, more danceable version of industrial. If, like, Trent Reznor was into disco things. <laughs> if Trent Reznor liked to wear pink and disco dance, this is a dude. You're like the dog. <laughs> so the new beat, crossover of electronic body music and acid house. Very popular in Europe in the late 80s, but it started when the DJs were playing acid tracks at lower beats per minute, giving them a darker atmosphere. This like, is the Lords of Acid. Like Lords of Acid, who I used to listen to a lot. You say I sit on your face? I sit on acid. Hard techno music. Oh, yeah. Hardcore and pure techno with the hard-hitting kicks. High tempos. This band's called Clouds. This is Radical Cutting Methods. 2013, the song came out. This is good for, like, if you're, like, torturing someone and cutting them to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here you go. Gabber Techno. Oh, my God. Netherlands, of course. Of course, in the Netherlands. You're just high. This is what happens when you, smoke, about ready to explode. when you smoke 20% THC. <laughs> and <Well>, crack. <crackle. laughs> and, co- and some coke. <laughs> Coming down. Hard style. <laughs> Hard style. Developed from Gabber. Techno in the late and, 90s. And when it came off the drugs. <laughs> Combined it with techno and trance. And it has like a kicks from the gabber, but melodies that are closer to trance music. So right before they go unconscious. This yeah. Is, this, this is, is what, what you're, you're hearing. This group this group's called Headhunters. That was 2010. The next one is Happy Hardcore. So hardcore, that's happy. Yeah. Happy and hard. It's an antithesis of hardcore music. <laughs> High BPM, obviously. Sounds like a Japanese chick on crack. Anime. Another anime. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Definitely sounds like anime music. 
Oh, hard dance music. It's a crossover genre, harder styles of house, trance, and the Euro dance. But sometimes it's used as an umbrella term for like a lot of the hardcore dance music. So people loop it in. This is the pegboard nerds it's called Hero. Yeah. Next one we don't know about. Because it's in the future. Pop. It's in the future. What yep. do we know? Late 90s synth pop came back in the style, but developed in a darker, more hard-hitting form. I love the name of this band. A Poptigma Berserk. <laughs> what the hell is that? They're not from around here. They're not from the lighter. Because <clears throat> they're from the future. Hard bass. Now, witch house music. Yes, witch house. It's like a dark occultic genre. It emerged late in the 2000s. Slow tempo, dark atmosphere, real creepy samples and melodies that they use. And of course, witch house. This group's called Salem. It's Ooh, called good, Night, clever Night, name. Night Night. Clever name. Yeah. And already jumped the gun. Hard bass. That's developed in Russia. Of course. In the club culture in the late 90s. Oh, there it's you go. Known for its fast tempo, unique donk bass lines, and some Russian rapping. You go get Yuri from back room. Tell him I have a friend here to see him. Have him bring bottle Borsk for free. Last one of the genre is Eurobeat. Came out of Europe. Surprise. Popular in Japan. Surprise. A lot of fast tempos. Striking synthesizers and Anime shit. fight scene. Anime fight, yes. Street Fighter. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Next genre is Synthwave. New popular genre. Rose from the French house in 2020 or 2010s. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of like, uh, you know, hold my hand, like that type of thing. Slow and Tom, uh, what do you call it? The Bobsy Twins, whatever the hell they're <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> the, game, the Stupid Brothers. Like Outrun? Outrun synth music. Synth wave that concentrates on 80s nostalgia and a Miami aesthetic. It, that's great. This is like, uh, what do you call it? Miami Vice. This isn't my thing. It's like, eh. no, but this it sounds sound like music. It just sounds like, like, like movie music. Well, it sounds like something like I want movie sh- music. I want to shut off because I couldn't get into it. Dark synth, combined synth wave with elements from rock and metal. Oh yeah, a lot of more dystopic atmosphere. Yeah, this is better. A lot better. This is Carpenter Brute called Roller Mobster, 2013. I would compare it to the trance and breaks. Yeah, I like it. Some down tempo, chill music. Oh, yeah, Moby, Porcelain. This is a great song. It's a category uh, that's slow, atmospheric, and relaxing. Slow Temple, Chill, and Lo-Fi are valid names for this. I, you know, my daughter got me to Lo-Fi. I love listening to Lo-Fi yeah, music to good. study or just do stuff. Ambient? It's this kind of stuff, ambient music. Yeah, just good background music. Yeah. Instrumental. doesn't really even have melody sometimes. It's just background tone, you know? That's why I like this in lo-fi, just to put on when you're chilling out. This this is an older song, too. Yeah, this is like 83. 83 in ending. Chill out. It's a oh. general turn for down-tempo music. Slow to mid-temp. Of course it is. Atmospheric sounds. Why wouldn't it be? Just chill out, man. Yeah. Makes sense. Yo, just chill out, man. Chill out, man. Chill out. Yeah, man. Yo, why don't you chill out, man? Chill out. We're almost done, man. Chill out. Future Garage, more relaxed version of the two-step garage. Takes rhythms of two-step and combines them with sounds of atmospheric chill-out music. What's wrong? Uh, I'm, I'm over this. <laughs> We're almost done. I know we are. You're just like... This is, this I know is, it's a lot. This is not tickling my funny bone, yeah? <laughs> this is, 
Oh, lo-fi hip-hop. This, this is my favorite. I love this. This is great. I can play high games for Heising the Pickle for this music. There's a lot of genres. There is. Can we uh, can we do a technical difficulty here? Why would we do technical difficulty? Because I, I got an idea. You do? Yeah. Oh, shit. We'll be back. She skipped it. <laughs> And and I think uh, I think we're done with that. Yeah. How about we just we just do that? Yeah. Oh, guess what? Yeah. Our last category of electronic music would be mashups. Yep. And guess what? Mashups is just a whole shitload of different songs mashed together. Yeah. They're not themselves a genre, but they deserve mention. These do have a lot of electronic features, but mashing up is pretty cool. You see the talent of some DJs putting all different bands together. Which is like a big thing when you go to a club is usually they're taking two or three songs and mashing them up. That's what they're doing, yeah. And none of those other genres encompass those, but... Yeah. Anyway, that's the list. Yeah, it was a long list. It was a long list. We got through a good portion, most of it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Longer than I thought. Sorry if you were bored with that. I'm stupid. Yeah. We're, you know, we're done there. (laughs) We're done with that. I mean, just... The takeaway is doing the research and looking this stuff up. It's like electronic music is more than techno mm-hmm. is what I always thought it was. Yeah. It's a lot of different I genres. Didn't even realize that like I heard like techno and house and I didn't really understand what house was and I didn't understand there was so much like dance music incorporated in it yeah. of some various version and i would never know any of a lot of those I, genres no. i'm like i never heard of that and i have before. a list of like the ones that i would know only a few of them were like played in there like skill rex um what is it t is he t-rex's brother yeah okay um fat boy slim apex twins daft punk prodigy yeah and then there was like a whole bunch more <laughs> swedish house mafia that that we didn't care about yeah <laughs> most of those well, we're at what hour and five minutes? Yeah, we were going to call Steve's relative. Yeah, my who cousin was, who used to DJ uh, big with this kind of stuff, but he's in Italy right now. Yeah, DJing. It's like two o'clock in the morning there, so we're not calling him. Yeah, he probably just won't pick up because he's, he's working, sleeping. He's probably working, working, <laughs> or or banging two Italian chicks. Yeah, probably like a lot of drugs and pulling a train and shit. And yeah, like, oh god, man, I want to be your cousin. <laughs> yeah, so he's a uh, he's a worldwide. Uh, he's got a cool story. Mr. Worldwide. Maybe we'll do like a drop-in. We'll just have a glass and we'll just call him up and get the story later. Yeah, just get his story. And we're going to publish this, but it'll just be, he'd be someone interesting to to listen to. Yeah, he I would think. be someone interesting to listen to. And just maybe, from what you've maybe said. Maybe can make some, because I want to ask him, I want to give him this list. And like, do you know any of these? Like, do you, do you know what you are? <laughs> yeah, right. He'd be like, I don't know. I just play music. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I play know. what I like. I didn't know I didn't know this existed. I'm the guy that spins the spins the discs. That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've looked at other genres of music, like emo, mm-hmm. and we looked up the bands, and a lot of the bands didn't think they were emo, or they right, didn't think exactly. they were this or that. So it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's how they were categorized. We're like by. I'm not house trance. <clears throat> well, if if the if the uh, I just go. <laughs> if the categorizers say you are, uh, is yeah. that what they call them? Categorizers. Categorize. Yes. Hey, are oh. you? What do you? What is it that you do? For well, a uh, I'm a categorizer. What do you categorize? I categorize anything. I categorize things. Well, any, anything. <laughs> yeah. huh? Different types of nuts. I coalesce the vapor of, of human existence into a 
easily coherent form. <laughs> oh, you're a bullshit artist. Well, I mean, as humans, we want to put everything in boxes so mm-hmm. we can categorize and understand that better for good or bad reason. That's just how our brains and think. For us men, we also have the luxury of knowing that we can go to our nothing box. Oh, I love to. that box. I do too. That's one of my favorite. That's my second favorite box. I live box. in that box. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that too. All right. <laughs> uh, Cheers. So on that. We should we should go. Make like a fetus and head out. Yep. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to us. It was long and drawn out, and we the, the shitter busted, and we had to clean it six days later, but here but we, we are. But we got through it. We, we got through it. So uh, listen to us on the interwebs and uh, wherever the hell else. Face you, page, TikToks. The, the Insta- Instagrams, Twi- Instagrams. Twitters. Twitters. Whatever. So we'll uh, be back next week and uh, bring you some more uh, lovely goodness. Yep. All right. Love you, mean it by. Peace, love, Nato, Grace, y'all. <laughs>